Welcome to Gesundheit with Jacobus, Health Talk Radio, integrating allopathic and all-natural medicine one show at a time. Here is your host, Jacobus Hollowine. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Gesundheit with Jacobus. I'm your host, Jacobus Hollowine. This is a program every Saturday morning from 8 till 11 on this radio station where we talk about health, healing, and healthy lifestyles. We have experts with us in the studio or by phone. Let them talk about what they do for a living, a passion in their research, books they have written, or what it may be that why you want to come in and share the news. I want to let you know that as we are here in the studio talking about health, healing, and healthy lifestyles, this is not a program where we are here to diagnose, treat, or cure. It's all about education and information, sharing knowledge, and hopefully bring you a little entertainment. Always recommend that if you have any other questions, contact the guests after the program at the numbers that we provide, a website that we give out, and otherwise make sure you see a physician or specialist of your choice to get the best answers either for yourself or for somebody close to you. So once again, welcome to the program. I appreciate you tuning in today. Let me introduce you to the guest. You have heard the promo throughout the week. Russ Willis and his daughter Chelsea Buckner are with us in the studio today. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Russ Willis is president and general manager of Bighorn Botanicals, Inc., a family-owned and operated company located in northwestern Montana near the rural town of Knoxon. Chelsea Buckner is chief operating officer and quality control manager of the company. Bighorn Botanicals was founded in 1991, beginning with a contract to harvest and process Pacific U-bark, also known botanically as Texas Brevifolia, for a pharmaceutical company that was developing a chemotherapeutic drug from a natural anti-cancer constituent that is called that was called Texol. And they said that natural anti-cancer constituent is found in the U. Now there are different U's out there. The Pacific U, there is a Japanese U and a European U, but the Pacific U is the only one that is non-toxic. Now over the years, Russ Willis has researched and developed products for alternative healthcare professionals from medicinal herbs native to northwestern Montana based on ethnobotany or the historical use, scientific research, and sustainability of the resource. If you'd like to know more about Bighorn Botanicals, Inc., go to their website. It's bighornbotanicals.com. you find lots of good information over there. The Bighorn Botanical telephone numbers are 406-847-5597, 847-5597, and there is a toll-free number for those of you far away, 888-847-1223, 888-847-1223. Russ and Chelsea, good morning to you. Good, good morning. morning. All right, great <laughs> to have you back on the program. And uh, for those of you who are interested, yes, Russ brought his Utah. I did. He's going to play a couple tunes as we move along. Towards the end of the show, you give me the go-ahead, and I'll fire her up. Oh, I'll give you a go-ahead, all right. (laughs) (laughs) 
Hey, thank you both for being back. Well, thank you for having us. Yeah, you bet. And I, I tell you that it was so nice to see you both come in yesterday. and We started some conversations about some uh, anecdotal information that I have received from uh, uh, people in the store and who have used your products. And I think because of that, it has actually opened up a great several points that we're going to bring up today during the show. And, and as we say, we're not here to diagnose, treat, or cure, but both of you, Chelsea, you want to talk about using U-tips with children and animals, I think. And, and Russ, you, you have some great stories about really severe health conditions in people that have actually, people have seen improvement in their overall health. And it is not just a product, it is also certain conditions in your lifestyle and your diet. But my goodness, lots of good information coming our way. Yes, we are excited to tell everyone about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, for those, uh, Russ, maybe uh, both of you can tell us a little bit. Maybe you should tell the story, Chelsea, about how Russ got involved with it. I think he tells it better. He tells it better. <laughs> I know he's jumping at the bit, of course. She was a little girl when it all started back in 91. Yeah. And what we did in 91, 92, and 93 was we supplied U-Bark. Uh, to the pharmaceutical company that was developing the the cancer drug Taxol, yeah, which has become very successful, and they later on they synthesized the drug, and there was no longer a need for the natural source from the bark of the Pacific yew tree. Yeah, but a very interesting thing happened about halfway through the second year of that project. I started hearing stories of people in the Pacific Northwest that were dealing with cancer and they were making a tea from the very tips of the limbs and drinking five to six cups a day. And it intrigued me. And I started running the stories down and talking to the people. They explained to me how they did it. Uh, the first lady I talked to had stage three ovarian cancer and she did not want to go through the chemo or the radiation or the surgery. Yeah. And I, think she found out about the tea from some Native Americans, one of the tribes over on the coast of Oregon, and she started taking the tea. By the time I talked to her, there was no more cancer. I started drinking the tea myself. Then I had some friends that had come down with cancer, a prostate situation that he was stage four, had been through chemo, radiation, surgery, and they told him, get your affairs in order. Uh, you don't have long. Hmm. I told him about the tea. I started sending it to him. He was a good friend of mine. His wife made five, six cups of tea every day for him. He was a bricklayer. She'd fill his thermos with it, and he'd uh, take it to work. Yeah. He kept working. Yeah. He's a tough guy. And uh, he outlived his doctor, and the cancer went into remission. <laughs> And he lived for three more years before his heart gave out. He had had a, several heart attacks before the cancer came. Yeah. But in the end, the cancer did not get him. Hmm. Then another example was a guy that lives over near me in Knox, and he was a Vietnam veteran. And he had a cancerous tumor at the base of his spine that he claimed was a result of Agent Orange. I see. And I told him uh, where to go find some you. He wanted to go harvest it himself. 
Yeah. I told him where some ewes grew. He went up there and he hand pruned uh, some tips of the limbs, started making his tea. Same thing happened with him. His cancer went into remission. He's last I heard, he was still healthy and happy. Wow. It moved to Hawaii. Wow. So at that point, when the pharmaceutical company made the announcement early in 94 that they had synthesized the drug and our job, our contract with them was over with, I knew enough at that point because I'd also been studying the ethnobotany, the historical use of uh, how Native Americans used it. Correct. And one of the uses was in the form of a tea. Can I ask you where you find information like that? You go to libraries? It was hard to find. The information is if you go to our website, bighornbotanicals.com, and you click on the plant profile, yeah. the ethnobotany and the sources where it came from are listed there. Okay. Uh, the best was from a university, Washington. Okay. Huh. And back in the 1930s, a woman named Erna Gunter, she went and interviewed a lot of the elders of the tribes in the Pacific Northwest yeah. about their use medicinal herbs and how they used them. And one of the plants that she wrote in her book was Pacific U. One of the uses was as a tonic for old people. Mm -hmm. And uh, they would uh, make uh, a bath and put the bowels in the bath and bathe babies in it. It okay. supposedly uh, strengthened their condition and they got healthier. Yeah. But they used it for what they called any internal pain or injury. Mm -hmm. Well, if they had an internal pain... They didn't know if it was cancer or a stomach ache or what true, it was. True, You know, uh -huh. they, they wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah. But um, they had a pretty broad application. So after the experiences I had with the friends, with the ethnobotany, I thought, well, maybe we've got something here that would be useful in an herbal type of approach to uh, a cancer situation. Yeah. So I was referred to... Tijuana, Mexico, of all places, by some people that lived right up in Montana that were friends of the family. Okay. And it's called the Biomedical Center. It's also known as the Hoxie Clinic. Mm -hmm. It's owned by Americans. And they said, you need to go down to the Biomedical Center and talk to Mildred Nelson. She yeah. owns the clinic and she runs it. So this was now 1994. This is early 94. Yeah. Uh -huh. So I wrote Mildred a letter, told her what we knew what we had been doing with the U and, and she had heard about the pharmaceutical drug and she was very interested because she was interested in anything that was non-toxic, especially from an herbal approach. Their main product that they used down at the biomedical center is the Hoxitonic okay. that had a very long history of use dating back to the 1800s wow, yeah. uh, for cancer mm -hmm. treatment. Yeah. So she called up to Montana and, and, uh, got me on the phone and she said how soon can you be down here with some of that stuff huh so i i booked a plane ticket and two weeks later i flew into san diego they picked me up and i took down a whole suitcase of ut <laughs> i smuggled it in <laughs> well they didn't expect you to smuggle in anything into mexico it was always stuff coming out so yeah. they didn't check they didn't even check so i went down there and i met with mildred and her head doctor, Dr. Gutierrez, and I showed him how to make the tea, and, and we all drank a cup. And I left her a supply of the tea. Uh -huh. And what I took down there was bark tea. 
It was bark already cut and sifted, kind it, of. Kind it of was thing? cut, dried, and milled. Cut, dried, and, and milled. And I uh, milled it into a tea. And we started out with the bark uh, because I was just programmed bark. At the time, I didn't mm-hmm. know that there were more of the cancer compounds in the tips of the limbs, the needles, what the Indians were doing and what the lady with ovarian cancer was doing. Yeah. Using the tips of the limbs. Yeah. I thought there was more of the anti-cancer compound in the bark. The one compound, Taxol, there is more in the bark compared to the limb tips, but there are hundreds of different uh, anti-cancer compounds called taxanes. So anyhow, I left her a supply of the tea, and she called up about a month later. This is about mid-May. She says, I want you to send me some more of that tea, and I'm coming up there. I want to see these plants. And she came to Montana about about mid-July. And I took her out and showed her the yew trees. She got to studying the yews, and she says, you know what? I want you to get me the very tips of these limbs mm. instead of the bark. She huh. said, because I think what I want in this plant is going to be in the tips of these limbs. She instinctively knew this. Right. Just from her years and years, decades of experience with medicinal herbs. So I said, yes, ma'am. And I started shipping her the U-tip tea. Okay. So she tested the bark versus the U-tip tea. Over the winter of 94, 95, I went back down to the clinic early spring of 95, and I asked her, okay, what do we got? And she said, the U-tips are the way to go. Uh The patients prefer them. The doctors say they're faster acting. And she said, uh, I kind of thought that was going to be the case. Years later, I got a hold of scientific research that confirmed what Mm -hmm. she instinctively knew. Mm Mm-hmm. So after that, we never sawed another tree down. And when you sawed them down to get the bark, you killed them. Right. And so when you just hand prune the very tips of the limbs, it doesn't harm them at all. Correct. It's very sustainable. Yes. Uh, in fact, when, and I didn't know where the, the U-tip business was going. Uh, as it turned out over time, the business is exactly like the tree itself. Slow growing, but long lived. (laughs) (laughs) But in 1996, uh, I got the help of a PhD plant physiologist with the Forest Service. And we did a three-year study. We went out and we took cuttings from the ewes and we tagged all the plants that, that we did the harvesting from. And then every summer we would go back and measure the growth. How much and the to determine how long it was going to take these plants to put back on the growth that we took. And what we found was it took three years. Okay. At the end of the third growing season, they had grown back what we took. Okay. So we added on one more year as a cushion, and all of the the patches that we harvest, we give them at least four years of, of growing season before we go back for another harvest. So at the earliest, we're only back every fifth year. Wow, I see. Most of them go longer than that. Yeah. And these patches they use are anywhere from 20 to 100 acres. They're scattered out over a 13,000 square mile area in northwestern Montana and northern Idaho. Unreal. We travel a lot in the summertime. We do the harvest in the summertime when the tax ants are at their peak. Yes. Uh, this year, 
will be harvesting uh, real close to the Canadian border up in the northwest corner of Montana. Okay. And it's been six years since we've been there. Wow. Uh, Chelsea and I, in a couple of weeks, when the snow melts off more, we'll be driving up and, and scouting the patches out. We went up last fall and looked them over mm-hmm. just to make sure there hadn't been any forest fires or that type of thing. Sure. And we'll check them out again here in, in about a month. Yeah. And uh, in July and August, that's where the crews will be doing the harvest. It it sounds... Uh, now, Do is there a difference in looks on the trees between in the area of Noxon and close to the Canadian border? No. You couldn't tell not, the difference. They're very, they're very consistent. Okay. But they are taller when you go more towards the Pacific Coast. Seattle, they get taller, right, because of the over, over on the coast of Oregon and Washington, there are mostly tall trees there. They'll be 30 to uh, 40 feet high. I see. The reason why they very rarely become trees in Montana is because in the wintertime we get so much snow here the snow load breaks the crowns down in them and they become a brushy shrub, a big bush. They'll be 15 foot high and 15 feet wide sometimes, huh. one plant. And it's a, it's a huge uh, brushy shrub, which is suited perfectly to the hand pruning that we do when we're doing our harvest. Yeah. Russ Willis from Bighorn Botanicals is my guest today. His daughter, Chelsea Buckner, is with us as well. They're going to share stories with us about the, the the many benefits that they have already discovered from the U-Tree, Y-E-W, that's how you spell it. You can look it up. Go to the website, bighornbotanicals.com, and just learn more about uh, the, the benefits and the story behind the U-Tree. But if you want to jump in today on the program, if you have any specific question about your health, to see, you know, like we said, we're not diagnosing, treating, or curing, but they may have heard stories of other people, and they can share with you some anecdotal information about what they what they do know. Russ, you're talking about Taxol, which is an in, 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 in constituent primarily found in the bark. You talk about Taxanes that are found primarily in the tip. Is it Taxol? part of a taxane or how does it work taxol is a taxane it's one of the taxanes it is one of the taxanes. how many taxanes are there there are literally hundreds of them oh wow they have not even named them all yet that work is ongoing uh what the pharmaceutical company did was they just took that one taxane that one molecule and they turned it into a cancer drug which is now the most used chemotherapy drug in the world. Now it's called paclitaxel. That's the semi-synthetic. Mm-hmm. And uh, the very unique thing about the yew tree is the yew species is the only plant on earth that produces naturally occurring compounds called taxanes. Uh-huh. It's the only plant that does. Yes. You don't find uh, taxanes in any other plant. And what taxanes do and how they work in humans and animals is when a cancer cell replicates and multiplies and divides, it grows what's called a spindle fiber. Yes. And at the end of the spindle fiber, a new cancer cell forms. Then the spindle fiber disintegrates and the new cell grows its own spindle fiber 
and it makes another cell. That's how it replicates and multiplies and divides. What the taxanes do is they stop the spindle fiber from disintegrating and the cancer can't multiply anymore. What I need to do, Russ, is uh, I need to stop. (laughs) So, folks, stay tuned. We will be right back. Thank you both for being here today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, you bet. We're gonna have, we're gonna talk more to you, Chelsea. Yeah, Trust me. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> that I was gonna say that, <laughs> or that you're gonna talk. <laughs> that I'm gonna talk. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We also have a caller on hold. Ted, what's your name? How can we help you? Jacobus, this is Linda Uyama. Hey, Linda. Good afternoon oh, to you. Good what morning. A wonderful program again today. No, thank I'm you. so excited. Uh, several years ago, at one of our local nurseries, I was able to purchase two small shrubs of you, and I've planted them, and they have done marvelously, Oh! and I have not had any information as to how to harvest them or much on the benefits other than an occasional, um, someone would say, you know, the U-tip are good for this or that, and it seemed to pertain to cancer. And, of course, about a year and a half ago, I came down with cancer on my brain stem from my broken neck, and it had advanced into my left ear and my left eye. And at the time, I believe it was your program, Jacobus, that had a lady on talking about the UTIP-T. Now, this was kind of early spring, and I went out and clipped some UTIPs off of my trees. The deer love them. Wow. And so yeah. <laughs> we share. Yes. That uh, I made tea from that, and you know, it is, it's marvelous. I got rid of the cancer on my brainstem so. drinking that U-tip tea. So I now realize the benefit of it, and, uh, and it's so thrilling to hear from you folks up there that have actually done the research. It, you know, I would like to share what I have with the people, but I didn't have the knowledge. And so I just feel so thrilled. Jacobus, I just don't know how to tell you thank enough for all that you do for the people. Oh. What a blessing you are to this community. <laughs> thank and, you, Linda. Uh, you people that are working with the natural elements of nature and the land what a blessing well i am just i'm just happy that i have met russ and chelsea and that you know they're the ones telling the story i'm just lucky to sit here and uh just hear their hear their life you know hear about yes yes i know but isn't it wonderful that we have people with this kind of knowledge that can bring these benefits to the people and they you know, the beauty of it is it has no side effects except no. health. That's right. Just health. <laughs> Russ, Russ, <laughs> Russ, Russ go ahead and jump in. <laughs> Russ wants to say thrilling. something. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Russ. <clears throat> um, one thing folks need to be aware of is when you go into a nursery and purchase a yeast shrub, most all of them, evidently you might have lucked out and got a Pacific U. But very rarely do you ever see Pacific U sold in nurseries. Most all the time, 
They used that are sold for ornamental purposes that you would go into a nursery and buy are of European and Asian descent. I and wondered about that. The European and Asian yews are toxic, especially the Japanese yew. And uh-huh. the reason they are toxic is because they contain an alkaloid called taxine, T-A-X-I-N-E. Okay, taxine. Yeah, it's poisonous. Yes, and if yes, you, it would be. That's, that's the beauty of you folks that have done all of the research because, yes, yeah, I am trained somewhat in herbalism, okay. yeah. and I know that there are many poisonous plants as well as there are beneficial, and that's why I was afraid to use it. But I do muscle testing, and the nursery that I bought these from, when I, I went back after I discovered that the benefits, and I wanted to see mine are Pacific. But anyway, uh, okay. they told me it was against the law. Oh, interesting. So, um, I figured I hit the jackpot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, you did. Well, it's just to, it's an idiosyncrasy of nature that the Pacific U doesn't contain the poisonous alkaloids. Wow. Um, it is. And, You're and, right. It's, it's very odd that it's there are seven species of you in the world. The Pacific you is the only one that is not toxic. The rest of them wow. are. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, thank interesting. you so much. Well, thank, thank you, you, Linda. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate what? you listening, and I appreciate your participation in the show. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's very that's positive. Sweet. <laughs> very sweet. Very uh, nice. Awesome yeah. story. Well, Linda <laughs> has a great story to tell. I met Linda... Back in 1994, in uh, when I worked downtown at Montana Harvest Natural Foods, and she and Hank, her husband, came in, and she had just been battling cancer and been in a wheelchair and has dealt with health problems. And her work on using alternative methods have really gotten her to where she is right now today, and she has been very helpful for many people in the area who go and visit her and uh, are being helped you know she shares stories uh, she she may give him a little massage uh, she rubs her feet the feet uh, does food bath that kind of stuff yeah so she's been very active in helping people that's interesting yeah the muscle testing is very interesting and it's a very individual thing it's something you can learn everybody can learn it Mm -hmm. it is used a lot Um, many practitioners especially chiropractors use uh, muscle testing quite a bit I sometimes have my doubts about just walking up to somebody and muscle testing somebody. I do believe that when I listen to to those who have studied muscle testing or what is called kinesiology, they they say you cannot just ask somebody a question and expect the perfect answer. You kind of need to tune into the person, and there are ways to do that. So you need a little bit of time to actually become the person you kind of come and become one with the person and then you can ask the body questions and so that's what i that's what i believe Uh, but i see quite a few people coming to the store who just hold their fingers together or press down or hit themselves on the knee feel the resistance to know if something works and they do it for their own family or they do it for themselves and that's fine with me i mean but i found out about that a couple years ago at the expo show in California. Yeah. We had a few muscle testers come to the booth and yeah. and show me a few things on 
and what that's all about. And it was really interesting. It's very interesting, uh, Chelsea. I I think, and I think a mother with children, it's very easy to do because you're automatically connected with your children. I just I just tell people don't just believe everything somebody says because they they test you. You know, if tomorrow it rains and then it looks different, and today everything seems honky dory and. You know. The whole thing about it is your body tells you what herbs are good for you. Right. You just have to listen. You have to listen. That's mm-hmm. right. Russ, we were talking when we moved into the break, and you were just talking about the, you call them taxines? Those are the... Taxanes. Yeah, the taxanes, but the Japanese U has the... Taxine. Taxine. So how do you spell it? T-A-X-I? T-A-X-I-N-E. It's just that it is, you say it differently. That's the, that's the poisonous alkaloid in European and Asian U's. I see. And what taxine does, uh, it stops your heart from beating. Oh, wow. That's not yeah. so good. The lady that we just talked with... She was very fortunate, and it was very unique for her to find a, a nursery selling Pacific U for Correct. an ornamental. Correct. I've never been able to find a nursery that grew Pacific U as wow. an ornamental. Huh. They've always been the European and Asian U's, mm-hmm. or a hybrid of the two. She was very fortunate to have found a nursery that had Pacific U. I would love to know who that nursery is. <laughs> 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 I, I, I have a whole collections of views on my ranch. Yes. And I've got the Pacific U. I grew some from cuttings, and we'll talk more about that later. And I also have a collection of hybrids and European and Asian U's. Mm-hmm. And uh, what she said that the deer loved them. Yes. Even the poison U's, white-tailed deer, I have to cover them up with netting sometime in the wintertime. They only do this in the wintertime. Uh-huh. When they get deep snow, yes. and I got them planted up against the house so they can get to them because the house kind of protects them. And they will they will eat the bejabbers out of those uh, poisonous hues. Huh. So the whitetail has something that counteracts the alkaloid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this, you take the same plant, and if elk or horses eat it, it'll kill them. So? But not the whitetails. So do elk and horses know that something is poisonous? No. They feel uh, There was, have been horses. There was an instance over in Oregon. Somebody pruned a bunch of ornamental ewes. Yeah. And they left the prunings in a pile. These horses got to it and ate it and killed all three horses. Wow. Then there was another instance, and this happened in Oregon. A herd of elk, like 20 elk got into an area where there were the ornamental ewes growing. So. And they fed on them, and uh, it killed them. So. But whitetails are immune to it for uh, some reason. So it's well, why do you have Japanese ewes around your house? I'm a ewe freak. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but why would you put those around your house instead of just taking one of the other ones? Just, but I did it uh, for Did la- you look uh, different? I did it for landscaping. Okay. reasons yeah, yeah yeah and uh where the eve of the house comes off I, I put a bunch of rocks there and the water coming off of the roof would hit the rocks and splatter against the house well yes. the ewes grow very thick yes and they protect the side of the house from moisture yes and they can get covered up with 10 feet of snow which they did last year Jeez. and just beat down you know with tons of snow and in the springtime they thaw out of the snow and they bounce right back wow they uh are very tolerant of those conditions. <laughs> yes. We have another phone call. 
So if you want to put your headphones on, you got to get your headphone on. All right. Good morning, caller. Thanks for joining the program this morning. What's your name? How can we help you? Hey, uh, good morning, Jacob. This is Steve-O. Steve-O. Uh, nice to hear from you. Hey, good to talk to you this morning. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really, really glad you guys pointed out tax, taxes, brevifolia is the only you that's non-toxic in all of them. Other use contain toxic alkaloids. I guess I just wanted to make the point, Jacobus, that, you know, those are, um, that's the only species that have the taxanes that have proven so effective against fighting many forms of cancer, but there's also other short-needled conifers, like of the genus Aves, you know, the true firs, and uh, the suga, you know, some of the hemlocks, even pseudo-suga, also have medicinal properties. They just don't have the degree of anti-carcinogen activity that the Pacific U does. And, and I just thought maybe uh, the guests could elaborate on that, too. There are some definitely health benefits to those, too, but that's the only short-needled conifer that has been shown to have such dramatic results as a uh, kind of a universal anti-carcinogen. And that's all I wanted to say, but... That's hey, good. great program, and thank really you. appreciate the information. Thank uh, you. Thank you, Steve-O. Have a wonderful weekend. All right. Well, Russ? All plants have some medicinal value. That's a good point. <laughs> All yeah. of them yeah. do, if you can just figure out what it is and how to use the plant. The larch tree, for instance, especially the western red cedar. If you cut the very tips of a cedar off and dry it and make a tea out of it it makes a a wonderful tea that has kind of a minty flavor okay and it's an it's a really uh strong antioxidant and that's the a lot of cedar trees grow where i live and uh i used to make cedar tree quite regularly i sold quite a bit of it uh years and years ago but all of the conifers uh red fir all of them have medicinal value but the yew is the only one that contains the anti-cancer compounds called taxanes. Mm-hmm. The unique thing about the yew tree is besides the taxanes, it also produces flavonoids, phytosterols, lignans. Phytosterols are plant, phyto is plant, sterols are proteins. Right. Lignans, the lignans, they have antiviral, antibacterial compounds and they also have anti-cancer properties okay so there's besides the taxanes there's uh another compound in the u that has anti-cancer components to it one thing that i've always suspected was that the u-tips contained vitamins and minerals and i've was very curious about this and late last year I had an analytical laboratory that we work with analyze the U-tip capsules and the U-tip tincture for 47 different, thank you, 47, you give me a copy of these. Yeah. 47 <laughs> well, it different. it doesn't look like you got your copy laying over there. Right? <laughs> uh, we had it, the U-tip capsules and the tincture analyzed for 47 different minerals and vitamins. Out of the 47, 44 of them came out in the U-tips, which impressed me. Uh, I was surprised that there was that many of those compounds came out. Yeah. The one that really uh, came out the strongest 
uh, most of the compounds came out in insignificant amounts. There's small amounts of quercetin there, mm-hmm. uh, s- different sterols. Uh, but the one that came out the strongest was vitamin B12. Yeah, which, I, which we talked about this morning because our nutritionist on staff says that is so interesting because usually a vegetarian source doesn't contain B12. It's usually found in animal product. It's very unusual for a plant to produce B12. But you don't think it was a deer that had peed on it or something? No, no, no. Peed on the bridge. For instance, the FDA recommends the daily intake of B12 yeah. in the human diet be six micrograms per day. Yes. One of our UTIP capsules contains five micrograms. Yes. So... If somebody's taking two to three capsules a day, that's the preventative dosage, uh, they don't need to take a B12 supplement. They're getting it naturally from the U. Mm. What B12 does in the human body is it helps convert food into energy. And in a a cancer situation, uh, that's usually a problem with those folks. Uh, It also promotes the uh, development of red blood cells and is very good for the nervous system. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's got some pretty good health benefits, but there's a lot of B12 in the U. And it's important for heart health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, B12. Okay. Wow, that's uh, very, very interesting. Now, the other thing that uh, that Marion Bakra saw was that it contains cholesterol. And she says that's another one that is so interesting because – it does have the sterols in it, the campesterol and the, uh, where are the other ones over here? The, the beta-cetosterol, which is very good for lowering cholesterol, but it actually contains cholesterol, uh, two milligram per capsule. And that, she said, how usually plants do not contain cholesterol. That is, or again, <clears throat> an, animal, an animal thing. That's another unique thing about the Pacific U. How is it producing these things that usually only we get from meat or fish? Correct. But it's doing it. Yes. The you mysteries and are unfolding. <laughs> it is. You know, we're living in amazing times, uh, Chelsea. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that the research starts to show more and more of this. And I think that the fact that we have all this stuff going on around us, and you look, I, it all started with the company Bristol Myers Squibb, who contacted you and, and, and said, this is what we're looking for, that piqued your interest, and eventually that all developed. So... We sometimes say, dang, these pharmaceutical companies, but in this case, it opened the door for a lot of research that has come out of this, partly because of all the efforts that you put in, Russ, to, to make this, what is going on with this tree? Why, why, is this so, why is this working so well? So the science shows us that we actually, why it is working, and it shows us what we can do with it. If we isolate it or leave it full spectrum, leaving it full spectrum and get at least 45 different vitamins and minerals and amino acids and sterols in a plant like this is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Out of the 47, did you have 45 of them? It was very unusual. I have a scientist friend that I sent copies of the lab reports to. And by the way, if anybody wants to see these lab reports, they're on our website in the plant profile section of our website. And that's bighornbotanicals.com. Right. Bighornbotanicals.com. Then you click on the plant profile, and that's where you'll find the lab, the vitamin and mineral analysis reports. Yes. 
and uh, it's quite interesting. Yeah, all the different uh, vitamins and minerals that the U is producing. The where the U's grow in the northwest corner of Montana, the the soils there are very rich, and their root systems go pretty deep. Um, that's where the minerals are coming from. The vitamins, uh, I don't know how they're doing that, but they are. <laughs> Maybe from the sun? Bubbly's photosynthesis? Yeah. Photosynthesis or, or however vitamins are produced in a plant. But yeah. uh, the B12 was, uh, that was kind of uh, very surprising to me and several other people that yes. have reviewed this. And mm-hmm. uh, because it's so unusual for a plant to even produce B12. Yes, it is. It is very unusual. And as we continue with the show, folks, we will start um, explaining more about these different components and how they all stack up and the success they have. And one of them is going to be exciting because we're going to talk about hormones and what the UTIP can do for, as you hear all these other commercials on the radio, for a man in the bedroom. (laughs) So... Stay tuned for that. We definitely have a lot more coming your way. We're going to be right back. We are discussing the phenomenal health benefits and the ongoing research on the the Pacific U trees. The U tree is spelled Y-E-W. The Pacific U, very different than the other U's around the world. And the Pacific U has provided a pharmaceutical company called Bristol Meyer Squibb to do more research on it back in the early 90s, early to mid-90s, on a specific component in the bark. It's called was called Texol. And that eventually turned into the probably the most used chemotherapy drug in the world. As Russ was looking further into the U tree, they have discovered phenomenal healing properties components in not just the bark but more in the tip of the tree of the branches of the bows and those are now currently used through sustainable harvesting they literally they 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 make part you know what was 13,000 acres is that uh, what you said Russ good morning it's 13,000 square miles 13,000 square miles it's bigger than the state of New Jersey that's unreal I've wore out three different pickup trucks just driving around finding it <laughs> <laughs> literally find it what do you mean finding it well you're surrounded it, by it it takes no no it's there the patches are anywhere from 20 to 100 acres and it's sometimes uh, 30 miles between patches. Oh, yeah. interesting. And one thing that happened in the early 90s, part of the gig with Bristol-Myers Squibb was most of the ewes we harvested were on Forest Service lands. I see. And the areas that they led us into were scheduled to be logged. And those ewes were going to be destroyed anyhow. Uh-huh. So mainly what we did was a salvage job. I see. We went into those areas that were scheduled to be logged, and that's where we harvested the U-bark. I see. Because they were just going to slash them and burn them during the logging operation anyhow. Now, how long had those U's already been cut? Uh, because does it, doesn't it kill the bark and the texel? Uh, well, we put our 
once the Forest Service, we had to work very closely with them, determined uh, where the ewes were in logging areas, the Forest Service directed us right there. Oh. But Bristol-Myers Squibb, part of their agreement with the Forest Service, <laughs> they had to finance an inventory. So during the early 90s, uh, a heck of a lot of Forest Service personnel, their job was to go out and walk all over the place and drive all over the place and find these ewes. Huh. All that information came to us. In fact, it went through our computer before it got downloaded to uh, on up to the pharmaceutical company. Mm -hmm. So that's where I got my first education of where the ewes were growing. Huh. But... There have been many areas I have found just by spending countless hours and days driving and walking around finding these huge patches. Yes. And they're scattered out over an enormous area. Yeah. And uh, we have to move around a lot, you know, from harvest season to harvest. Like last year, for instance, it was where we did the harvest was a three-hour drive west of Knoxon. Oh, wow. Over in the Idaho Panhandle. Sure. This year, we're up. Uh, about 20 miles south of the Canadian border, right in the northwest corner of Montana. Yes. Next year will be a three-hour drive to the east. So. So we're uh, the following year will be only 20 miles from uh, oh. Knoxon. Huh. So we, we move around a lot. We've got all the patches on at least five-year rotation. So do you stay done doing harvesting? You stay there? You know, that's a place where yeah, you Yeah, the crews, they harvest Monday through Friday. Yes. And they camp out. Huh, interesting. And uh, they live right on the, with the ewes on the job site. Uh, they harvest Monday through Friday. Uh, they come in. Uh, I go up on Friday afternoons. I usually, a lot of times I go on Thursday. I spend Thursday night with them, and I take them uh, a steak dinner. Oh, nice. Uh, potato salad. Cheesecake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they love it <laughs> when I show Cheesecake. up. Cheesecake. Cheesecake. <laughs> uh, I take them some, some, some beer and cheesecake. Yeah. <laughs> And I cook them dinner and spend the night. <laughs> yeah. Then, then the next Friday they well. get up and, and they harvest, you know, till noon. And then everything that they've harvested that week, we load up in the trucks and we take it into the processing plant. Uh, in Noxon. In Noxon. Mm -hmm. The next day, the next morning, it gets most of it gets milled up, put in the dryer and dried. Oh, that's uh, where my which, job comes in. That's where you come in. Right? The <laughs> yeah. quality control manager. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, some we make the tincture out of, and that's the starting point for all the rest of the cosmetic products and the oil. You yeah. have to have the tincture first. But the majority of it gets milled up, put in the dryer. We dry it down to less than 10% moisture content. It gets packaged up over the weekend. So by Monday, it's all processed and in the box. It happens very quickly. Yes. Wow, that's unreal. So this is really there's a, st and you mentioned that July and August are the two months where the taxane concentrations in the tree are the highest. So that is really harvesting season. For two months, you go really after it yeah. to have a year's worth full of uh, of a year's full uh, our inventory inventory. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, and. Uh in July and August, and it makes sense because that plant's mission in life at that point is propagate itself. And everything is going from the root system all the way to the tips of those limbs. Right. So that's where it ends, is at the tips of the limbs. Yeah. And that's where all of the goodies end up. 
yes. the, com- the health-promoting compounds that we're after. 522-8255 is the number. If you'd like to weigh in today in the program, talk to Russ Willis or Chelsea Buckner. 522-8255 or text me at 266-7617. It's all 406 area code, then 266-7617. Um, for those of you who missed the beginning of the program, I want to reiterate something that Russ and Chelsea talked about more back in December when they were on the program, the whole harvesting. It is it is phenomenal for those of you worrying about, hey, you're killing the tree. No, they only cut le- about a tenth a ten percent of each tree, the 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 final eight to twelve inches of the branches. You call them the bows, right? Is that right? Bows. <laughs> the the limbs are called bows, and, and potato potato. Come yeah. On. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The very tip, the bows. The, the very tip of the limbs is what we harvest, and uh, <laughs> and that's what we make all the products out of the bows. The bows. Yeah. So. And then they move on to the next tree and the next tree. And when they're done with the whole area that they were going to do, they move on to another area and they do the same thing. So the tree, not the whole tree gets a haircut. It's just 10%. And then they wait four years for everything to regrow four to five years before they go back to the same area. So they never damage the tree to the point that it would be harm, uh, harm, uh, damage. It would be damaging, I should say. To the tree, mm-hmm. so I really think your 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 responsible harvesting is uh, is exemplary. I think is awesome. It's, really, it's actually better than sustainable because what happens to the use is every place that you make a cut, it grows three to six new branches, not just one. Mm-hmm. It'll grow three to six. Wow! You go back five years later. And it has more biomass, and they're they're bushier than they were when we harvested them previously. Wow. We're stimulating them to put on more more growth. Wow! Some of the yew patches uh, that we've harvested have been through four different harvests over like twenty four years now. Yes, and they're thicker, they're greener, and they have more biomass because of the pruning. The yes. trick is you just got to give them at least four growing seasons to put that growth back on. When you go back five years later, you can, it's what we call the knuckle. And you can see the uh, a widening in the stem where the cut was five years before. Wow. You can actually see that huh. from five years before. Would it be like a scar tissue in a, in, in a body? It's, it's covered. Yeah. It's, yes, Basically. exactly. Yeah. It's, it's a, a scar is what it is. Yes. Where the cut was. And then what they do is they cut right above the knuckle. Okay. Well, all those three to six stems, now they want a double and triple stem. And after you do this to them in several rotations, uh, they're they're putting on more biomass because of the pruning. You have to do it properly to get them to grow like this. Yes. Uh, my son-in-law, Chelsea's husband, he's got this down to a science. And he trains all the other people in the crews. Yes. And he watches them like a hawk. Huh. And he loves these ewes. Huh. I mean, he's a ewe freak. <laughs> like me. worse than you 
worse than you. Why owe you? If these guys are not doing it properly, yes, uh, he really gets on them, and uh, you don't want to mess with him. <laughs> now, usually when you prune somewhere, you 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 have the cutters, and then you have to oil the cutter or clean the blade and something. How does that work with you? I see people pruning trees, and then they every branch they cut. They- we we don't oil the pruners. We use a, a the pruners that we use are Coronas. They're stainless steel. Okay. And they're self-sharpening. Okay. And they last forever. Wow. They're expensive. They're about 20 bucks a pair. But uh, <laughs> It's not expensive. Well. <laughs> if they last several years. Well, I don't think it is. And I buy them for the crew. I make sure they have good gear to work with. But they're stainless steel. And uh, we've never had a problem with having oil them. I would not want to oil them because I don't want that oil getting in with the product. Yeah. You don't have to oil them. The way that they're designed and the way that they're built, uh, it's got a strong spring in it yeah. that uh, bounces back in your hand real easy. Wow. And uh, these guys, when they get done harvesting the youth, you go out there and do that pruner like this. Oh, all day did you long. give them a handshake? Oh my God. <laughs> oh gonna... man, they got a handshake that you won't believe. <laughs> It'll hurt you. I'm sure. So how thick are the branches roughly? Uh, are they half an inch or it's like they... an eighth of an inch where they make That's the cut. It? Okay. Yeah. Well, but it's still you gotta do that motion with your hand. Absolutely. Big and forearms. Yeah. Big wrist, yeah. Like... Yeah. Pumpire, if some pumpire. if anybody is uh, interested in seeing what a U-tip harvest looks like, yeah. Several years ago, I made a DVD and yes. I filmed it. Yes. And uh, you have copies of the DVD at your store. Yes. Anybody in this area that would like to see what a U-tip harvest looks by look looks like, you can go by a Jacobus store, Zoom Tight Nutrition. They're free. You can pick one up. It also has a brief tour of our processing uh, very facility. Very interesting. Very interesting and to get to have an idea about size and how uh, it's actually made. It's a very interesting video. Very few folks that use medicinal herbs ever get to see where they come from. Mm-hmm. But true. if you watch the DVD, you can actually see where they come from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the what first, the harvesting process looks like. The first DVD uh, Dad made. Um, the Forest Service had put that up on YouTube. So if so, you um, type yeah. in Russ Willis or you on YouTube, that video will come up, and uh, people can go there and watch that first video he made. I which, was sub- Josh. Um, it shows more of the harvest and how they're pruning. I was surprised the Forest Service that that's on their YouTube page. Yeah, it's on just on um, YouTube, and we've worked real close service. with the Forest Service. Why E W YouTube or what? What you have? Why O U YouTube? You can find Y E W. They use it. Uh, they use uh, the video. I give the Forest Service the video for training purposes for their new botanists that come on on board with them. Okay. Because they ask, you know, well, what's the U-tip harvest? What's going on there? And says, well, watch the DVD and you can find out. Yes. And the district rangers look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have time to come out in the field and watch us do this. But if they want to know what we're doing, they all they have to do is watch the DVD. Okay. And it's worked out great for uh, training Forest Service personnel. Yes. Uh, they used to come out and send their botanists and come out and check on us when we were harvesting. Yeah. They don't even come anymore. Yeah. 
they know we're taking care of those ewes and that we're not hurting anything. No, and you really have you're looking for something specific in the yew tree, so you're not going to mess with what what works for you. What works you know? for everyone? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Taking care of the plant is just smart mm-hmm. business. I know some people take the capsules and they may have a loose stool. That is for some individuals. I know other individuals who say they take nine capsules a day because they're dealing with some severe health issues and they say no problem at all. But others, and and you have said before, Russ, then start slow, maybe go two or three a day, do that for a week, add, keep adding a capsule each time. But eventually you do want to work yourself up to nine a day if you're being challenged with some health issues. The uh, nine capsules a day is the dosage that the doctors down at the biomedical center came up with for a cancer protocol. That's nine a day. Yeah. Three in the morning, three at noon, and three in the evening time with meals. Okay. Occasionally, not very often, but occasionally, if somebody goes straight to taking nine capsules a day, they'll get mild diarrhea. Okay. What those folks need to do in that situation, the U is what it's doing is it's cleaning them out. Sure. Okay. Detoxifying them. Okay. And uh, if you detoxify too quickly, that in itself will make you sick. Okay. You'll have side effects. Uh-huh. So if they're experiencing the diarrhea, they completely discontinue use. Don't take them at all for a week. Okay. Then ease back into it at just two capsules in two capsule increments. Just yeah. take two starting out. For like a week. Three days. Three days. Yeah. Okay. Then bump it up to four for okay. three days. Uh-huh. Then bump it up to six okay. for three days. Now, if you get up to the six and you got diarrhea again, back off to the four okay. a day. That's their threshold. Okay. After they've been on it for a while, then they can gradually usually work their way up to nine. Okay. Uh, interesting is um, the conversion because at the store there are capsules. Powders, tea, lotion, salve, lip balm, um, tinctures, and oils. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, Chelsea. I you know you're yeah, sitting the here. Yeah, the U-tip oil. Yeah, you is go ahead and explain wonderful. to us. It is, but I <laughs> also want to hear. Can you tell me a little bit about the conversion? So people say, I buy the, the, the capsules, or I want to do the powder. How, how right. much powder would they use to, to get the amount of capsules that they would um, otherwise take? So an uh, eighth of a teaspoon is the, of powder is the equivalent to one capsule. Okay. And people can do their calculation from there and go forward. Um, we also mail that information when they order. Okay. It comes on the order sheet. Okay. Suggested uses. Um, if someone was to order the UTIP oil... One milliliter is the equivalent to one capsule. That'd be one. One milliliter is one dropper. Okay. One milliliter is about a full dropper. Yes. yes. And it's never a full dropper. Those pipettes are designed to pull just one milliliter. Yes. So if you need nine capsules, then you do about a little, a, like a heaping teaspoon. Right. Now, Russ was talking earlier about uh, add it to a shake. If you want to yes, have a protein can- shake. Add it Put to it your in shakes, there. smoothies, yogurt, cooked food. Okay. Even Not, cooked food. 
Don't have to food, worry about it. You could it. sprinkle it on like salt and pepper. Uh, it has know? a little bit of a bitter flavor. Bitter flavor, right. yes. But that is very good. But bitter is better for you. Bitter is better. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> bitter is better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So nine capsules a day. If loose stool, then back down. First, don't take it, you said, for a week. And then start with two a day, two capsules a day. Yep. After three days, go to four. After three days, go to six. After three days, go to eight or nine. Yeah. And then if you start having loose stool, just back down again to the previous dose yep. and stay on that for a while before you uh, before you start making uh, uh, some changes. Exactly. I have had a few customers call in um, with that diarrhea issue, and a couple of them have said, you know, the diarrhea doesn't really bother me. I'm just going to continue doing what I'm doing. Correct. And so there are those people that do do stay on it if they experience the diarrhea because um, they're allowing their body what the, the U is flushing yes. all the toxins out yes. really. So if they stay consistent with it, um, eventually it will go away, and that's happened with a few customers. Well, it's interesting indeed. There are people who like to use the spring season as kind of a detox coming out of the winter, getting ready for summer. So the you could be, even if you don't have the loose stool, it is able to help the body clean up and detox. Hmm. Some have noticed like a rash or something, and that's okay. the other detox. Yeah, that's the skin. They use the skin yeah, as the a, biggest as organ of the body yeah, has exactly. to expel something somehow. And Correct. A rash is how that well, that's really interesting. I, um, I, I, th- I really think, folks, that, and as we continue with the show, I know we're coming again close to a break here. But Chelsea, I would like you to jump on the uh, how you use it with children, mm-hmm. what you have seen. Um, there are so many children that are dealing with illnesses these days that seem uh, non-healing. You know, even childhood cancers, for example, but also pets. And other animals have benefited from using U capsules, U powder, horses, dogs. You know, you had a great story about your dog once before, Russ. So when we come back, I'd like you to jump on that a little bit and uh, yeah, explain that. And and as I said, I uh, I had a I had a a, a customer who is um, seventy eight, and the only thing he did was taking nine U capsules a day. And what started to happen was that his um, testosterone actually doubled in a three-month time period. And so I've always said when you deal with prostate cancer, make sure your testosterone goes up, your estradiol comes down. We can talk about it when we come back. But there is indeed a, uh, it's very important. So this man just doing the U-capsules and some vitamin D is feeling wonderful, has plenty of energy. And um, his his prostate cancer is under control. But to me, it is just very it's interesting that there is a relationship with testosterone production and, you know, uh, and you. So when we come back, we're going to jump on that. Please, please stay tuned. We're going to be right back.
Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the program, Gesundheit with Jacobus. I am your host, Jacobus Holloway. Today on the program, Russ Willis and Chelsea Buckner from the Bighorn Botanicals Company in Knoxon, Montana. And they, their website is bighornbotanicals.com. We also, the music you're listening to is Russ Willis playing his Utah. And for those of you who don't know what that is, that is a guitar made from U wood. And so he's got a few of them, and he's actually going to play some music at some point during the show live. So he said he has a brand new song, so we, we can't wait for that. I'm sure the agents are lining up in the hallway, <laughs> getting getting you signed up for a contract, Russ. Uh, good morning. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> good morning. And Chelsea... I really would like to get you involved because I know once we we throw somebody in the water, they're like they're with it, you know. So uh, <laughs> yeah. and you've been sitting, you've been playing shotgun, I've been kind you, of playing you, Dory in the background. Yeah, you've been. <laughs> yeah, we hear you laugh and all, but uh, we don't uh, we don't hear much from you. So and I I know that you have been with your dad uh, for a long time. You you really were involved at a young age, and then. When you were 19, you really started to get involved in the business pretty much yes. full-time. And I was you- five years old when he started the company. Um, yeah. I was eight years old when I w- had the privilege of meeting Mildred Nelson when yeah. she came to Montana. Um, growing up, you know, being around dad all the time, I would observe him making the products. Yeah. Um, when they used to bring it in from the forest, I observed the milling process. And I was just this little blonde girl observing everything in the plant, you know, just, yeah. just there and um, didn't really know what I was going to do when I grew up. But very fortunate and um, lucky to be able to be part of the family business. You're right. So, I mean, we do, we sometimes it, it happens naturally. In yeah. your case, it definitely did. But you have to also appreciate it and like it. And it, it seems that you have appreciated the whole process that you have witnessed in your family and in front of your own eyes yeah. uh, for you to, to appreciate what mother nature is providing. And it's, it's not just about the success of the business. It really is about something that you're doing because you can help so many people. Yes. And, and, and the that feedback, must be an awesome. Yes. The feedback from the people. Yeah. What really got me motivated. Um, when I started um, in the business, when I was 18, I was a senior in high school. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was the best job around in Knoxon, you know, and of <laughs> course, <laughs> of course, I was going to get involved in that. And uh, yes. my grandmother started training me in the office, um, taught me how to take phone calls and talk with customers. And um, dad always taught me the production part of it. And um, I really got involved in the production. I love the production part. And um, following the FDA regulations, everything we do is um, standard operating procedures. Everything, every step of production is written down, yeah. um, signed off by me and Russ. And um, we have a wonderful team now, and we just we just get the job done right and with positive attitudes. We have a happy workplace, and we just you put the energy into the product. That's right. right. Yeah. You know, it produces a wonderful product and. And to hear the feedback from the customers on how it helps them with different ailments of the body or injuries uh, is really fascinating to me. Yes. 
And so all the properties of the U. Well, learning like, more all the time, don't we? Right. Yeah. Every, every day you learn something new from a customer. Yeah. Uh, I had a lady call last Friday. Um, she was all excited. She bought about 10 bottles of our 200-count capsules. And, yes. Um, she likes to stock up a year's worth of supply. And I said, why do you use our product, ma'am? And she said, I take it because it eliminated the moles from her body and tumors. She had um, fibrocystic breasts as well. Yeah. And it's really significant in helping shrink those. Um, My mother actually is a big um, user of the U-tips, and she has fibrocystic breasts. And Mm -hmm. the U-tips, about six to nine a day if you're taking those consistently, sometimes just three a day. It does help with Mm -hmm. um, shrinking tumors. Yeah. There is a, um, uh, I want to ask you about children, but mm-hmm. I have a, we have a text message from somebody from Connecticut. And the person, thank you very much, Paul, for listening. And he is saying, will this help with lung infection problems, uh, i.e. it's hard to breathe? Mm. Absolutely will help. Um, <laughs> it has before. But there's only one way to find out. <laughs> you got to try it. <laughs> yes. Give yeah. it a try. <laughs> Give it a try. Yeah. yeah. The so, tincture is really a fast effect um, to help with the respiratory issues. The tincture is good. Okay, the yes. tincture is good. And so we said one milliliter of tincture or one milliliter of oil is compare, is the same as one capsule. Correct. So you will go through the tincture a lot faster than the capsules. Mm-hmm. And I would recommend, Paul, to go to the website bighornbotanicals.com and probably get the product online if you're that far away. And if you do 200 capsules, it would be about $55, I think. Mm-hmm. If you uh, do the tincture, it's it's I don't know right now what the price is, but you probably do. It's $27 for the so why the why the tincture on this case and not for example the powder? You would figure the powder you <clears throat> drink slowly and it goes. I personally have been taking the tincture for uh, twenty three years now, yeah. ever since I started making it. Yes, and the reason I do is uh, keep my immune system stimulated, keep the taxanes in my bloodstream, and I, my lower back. I have inflammation problems there a lot. Yeah, it, uh, the U is a very potent anti-inflammatory uh-huh uh most of the folks that are dealing with age-related arthritis that experience relief from uh utep products and uh that's the majority of them uh arthritis causes inflammation the inflammation is what causes the pain if you get the inflammation under control the pain uh dissipates and using the tincture or the oil, the non-alcohol liquid, uh, it goes almost directly into your bloodstream. Yes. It's fast acting. Yes. Capsules, you got to wait for them to dissolve. Tincture goes uh, in pretty quick. Yes, it does. Gets in the bloodstream and the uh, anti-inflammatory properties of the U, uh, usually if somebody's or hands are all swollen up and their arthritic uh, pain involved, uh, usually they'll notice uh, some relief in a half an hour. So it'll work pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm a big believer in fighting something from the inside out. And a lot of times I um, recommend to people if 
if you're dealing with an arthritis issue, go ahead and take it internally, but also use it externally. Okay. And that's why we got fun and put the U-tip oil in a lotion. So the lotion actually has the U-tip oil in it and it has that anti-inflammatory property there. And I get a lot of feedback from arthritis. People um, literally just rubbing their customers hands. Customers just rub it in. You could use the lotion, the oil, or the salve for that purpose. The oil also. Mm -hmm. uh, so the oil is the extract mixed with olive oil. And the tincture is the extract mixed with alcohol. The tincture is the alcohol extract. Okay. The way that the oil is made is... We take equal parts, and we do this in crock pots. Okay. You put two liters of the alcohol tincture in the crock pot, uh -huh. and then we add two liters. They're four-liter crock pots, so this fills them up. Then you put in two liters of certified organic olive oil. Yeah. You turn the crock pot on low, and I used to do this myself when it got started. Chelsea's in complete charge of all this now. Yes, yes. <laughs> I learned from the best. Yes, there you go. <laughs> and uh, you turn the crock pot on low, and there's an exhaust hood over the crock pots. And what happens over around a 22-hour period is all of the alcohol and water from the tincture evaporate. And you, you, so you're losing uh, two liters of liquid there and what you end up with is two liters of oil and what has happened is the taxanes have been converted from the tincture into the oil interesting and that's uh, how nice that's how we version. we make the non-alcohol liquid yes but uh if you just took the u-tips and soaked them in olive oil the olive oil will not extract the taxane. That's why you need to have the alcohol. You have that. to do the first step. Alcohol uh, will pull the taxanes. You got to do that step first and then convert it, the taxanes into the olive oil. Yeah. And that's the only way it works. And the, the UTIP oil is the base for the salve, the soap. The lotion and the lip balm. That's the main ingredient okay. in all That's the cosmetic the products. I see. I see. So what do you use, uh, Chelsea, for children? I mean, you, you work with children. I, I'm sure, sure everybody in the Noxon <laughs> school system is... Uh, <laughs> Everyone knows me. <laughs> <laughs> I said, how big is the town? And Russ said, when he... You moved out, what, 30 years ago or so? No, 1970? 78. 78. There was like 150 people. Not many. Not many. And then uh, it, 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 it grew, it expanded to about 220, and now it is roughly it, around 300. It's up to about 300 now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's one of those towns where... So when you, where... When you try to get home, you may be stuck in traffic. No, 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 no. <laughs> The only time we have a no problem tra with traffic jams this time of year is when the geese are crossing the road with their babies. <laughs> <laughs> or there's a bunch of deer grazing. Or there's a herd of elk standing in the road. <laughs> it's a small town and yeah. pretty much everybody knows everybody. Of and, course. Um, a lot of the people that live there over the years have dealt with cancer. And I see them regularly. Some of them were stage four cases. Wow. And uh, so most of them still take our products. Yes. 
and uh, I donate the all the veterans that live in Knoxon. I donate the products to them. That's very amazing. I'm a strong supporter of the veterans. Wow! And a lot of these guys, uh, some were in Vietnam, were all shot up. You know, uh, many have been to Afghanistan, Iraq, yes, different places. <clears throat> they come home, you know, and and they got problems. Yeah. And I help them out as best I can. But uh, you get to visit with them and see them regularly. Yeah. And uh, you hear their stories. And some of them were stage four cases. Absolutely. And they're still alive and they're happy and they're healthy. Yeah. And uh, I enjoy talking to them. Yeah. Wow. But, and and I, I know that uh, you enjoy talking to people one-on-one. You, uh, uh, for those people who would like to talk to Russ and 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 we want to get some personal insight and personal help by all means uh, call the office and set up an appointment Russ uses the mornings uh to to call people back so if you call the office if you're in Montana dial 406-847-5597 847-5597 if you live outside and you want to do it toll free but these days with cell phones you can everything is nationwide you can go that's 888-847 1223-888-847-1223. And then call, let the office know that you would like to talk to Russ. Tell in a few sentences what you want to talk about. And you will call people back usually the next morning yep. or within 48 hours, you know, yep. if you get stuck in a conversation. So those of you who just, and Russ is not a doctor. Uh, we, we were making jokes earlier when we talked about testosterone. I said, we don't have Dr. Ruth with us. We have Dr. Russ with us, but <laughs> Russ is not, Russ is not a doctor, but he can tell you stories about success he has seen at the biomedicine clinic, biomedical clinic in, in Tijuana, Mexico, and then feedback that he has received from people in Knoxon, people that have come over there, people who have communicated with him over the years about the success that he have had for inflammation, for autoimmune disorders, for digestive problems, for tumors, etc. And so it is not that you say, okay, does uh, UTIP, do the UTIP products cure cancer? Obviously, by law, we cannot say that, but it is definitely something that um, that people have seen benefits in as part of the healing process. And Russ also says, if you're that far into cancer, you're going to have to make some changes. Don't do sugar. Don't do white flour. Don't do alcohol. You're going to have to let the body go through a healing process while you're using the capsules. I get asked uh, fairly regularly by folks, uh, will UTIPs cure cancer? And the answer is no. As far as I know, there is no such thing as a silver bullet for cancer treatment. The UTIPs can be in part, an important part of a successful protocol, but equally as important is the diet. Mm-hmm. Cancer, somebody dealing with cancer, they have to completely eliminate sugar from their diet. The reason being is because cancer cells feed off of sugar. Correct. They have to eliminate alcohol. Alcohol converts to sugar in the body. Uh Cancer cells feed off of it. They have to completely eliminate 
bleached flour products. Mm -hmm. And the reason is it's a common practice on wheat farms in the United States, especially in Montana, when the wheat uh, crop gets close to uh, being ready for harvest, yes, they spray it with Roundup yeah. to kill it. So it all ripens at the same time. Yes. Roundup causes cancer. Yes. So if they're going to eat breads, they need to eat certified organic breads not bleached white flour products uh, that have been sprayed with, with Roundup. Roundup. Yeah. Uh, you see Roundup's on the news uh, all the time. There's commercials. People yeah. are suing Monsanto, Monsanto, the company that made it. Monsanto's running ads that it's safe, you know. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yes. The other big one on the diet is do not use microwave ovens. Microwaves mm-hmm. convert nutritional properties of foods into carcinogenic compounds. Yes. Microwaves uh, are illegal in Europe. I don't recall that, but maybe it is. Microwaves. Yeah, I haven't seen in Microwaves family. were invented during World War II by the Nazis. Wow. That's how they heated up their army's food on the Russian front. Oh, boy. And uh, if somebody really wants to study an anti-cancer diet, uh, they're all over the internet. You just Google anti-cancer diet, and there's a lot of guidelines there. Uh, you should avoid processed foods uh, like canned tamales and things like that, burritos. Uh, they should be eating uh, organic fruits, vegetables, grass-fed meat if they're going to eat meat, deep-water fish, that type of thing. The diet is one of the most important parts of a successful protocol. Mm-hmm. Good morning, caller. Thank you for holding on while Russ was made creating this explanation. What's your name? How can we help you, please? Yes, good morning. This is Makisha. Hi, Ma- so, yeah, Makisha. Interesting name. Um, so I was just wondering, with this Pacific U plant, um, been, who make a soap also out of it, do you know, has there been any research that using that soap might be preventative for skin cancer? Well, it does contain the U-tip oil, and I've had a lot of feedback from customers that have um, severe um, eczema or um, rashes, and the soap is really wonderful for eliminating those rashes and subsiding inflammation if you have eczema and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I I do not have any stories of the soap preventing cancer, but... You don't know of any research... Um, not, no, no, the research not with the soap. The research is ongoing, but it is more if you look at the ingredients and then you add the U to the soap. Um, so the U has been researched well. It's it's been actually used researched very well. There was quite a bit of information available, right, Russ and Chelsea? I, yes, and if you're dealing with skin cancer, um, we would recommend you take the capsules, um, to fight that internally. And if you wanted to use the soap, um, like I said, that will help um, subside. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Outside in. That would help subside any inflammation you you might have. Yes. Okay, but no specific research on if it helps. No, I don't know what you mean. You mean like is there a study available at PubMed or something that you can go on the Internet and find a study on on, uh, scientific research that specifically – uh, tests uh, a, a bar of soap. Is that what you mean? Well, yeah. 
I don't know if uh, I don't know what kind of study would test a bar of soap and then do a research. I think it would take several months of using the same soap and see if that works. But you know, I don't know if they don't know about it if that study was done. But uh, you can go to uh, you can uh, the the botanical name for you is Texas T A X U S T A X U S Brevifolia is B R E V I F O L I A Texas Brevifolia. That is the Pacific U, and that's the one of all the U trees in the world that is the only one that is non toxic for human consumption. And so that is something that uh, that they use. And uh, if there is research done at this point, we do not know. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay. Uh, so anyway, uh, here we I've go. I've never had that question before. No, that was no. interesting. That's why you come to Bozeman. <laughs> I have a comment yes. there. Pretty much all of the research that has been done on Pacific U since the early 1960s has been geared towards the development of pharmaceutical drugs. Okay. Okay, that type of testing is extremely expensive. Small herbal companies like ours, uh, it's out of reach for us financially. I am working with a uh, an oncology department at a major university back east now who are researching uh, our products in cancer protocols with their patients. Yes. But uh, we're years away from them publishing anything about this. All right. And uh, then it gets down to the question of uh, financing it. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't have that kind of money to finance that type of research. No, and I would say people can try it. It's not dangerous. <clears throat> it's uh, all natural, and the way you make it is very respectful as well. well to answer that lady's question, we uh, have to go. You have to hold that answer because I got to go to a break. You get out of here. All right. <laughs> Stay tuned. We will be right back. I really appreciate you both came. Well, we appreciate you having us again. Yeah, no, no. This is great. Your, your stories are great. Uh, even if I hear some stories again, I we always have different people listening in. Some people listen the entire three hours. Some may have missed stories. So I have no problem if some stories are being repeated. I I really uh, uh, I really think that I've learned more uh, today. I've learned more yesterday when you came to visit me at the store. We talked about some things that we definitely going to talk about, especially uh, the the relationship between what what the how hormones are affected in the body. And this is also very important, especially for men with prostate cancer. But Russ has a few stories about uh, women and using this, and, and, and I'm not going to give it away, but uh, this is amazing, amazing stuff. And so I highly recommend that all of you listen to this hour. There's going to be a very enlightening hour. And I uh, would recommend that you go to the website, bighornbotanicals.com, to learn more about the you. If you are away from Bozeman, I would say, and it becomes difficult, I mean, away from Southwest Montana, then call, then go to bighornbotanicals.com, look at the products and order them online. You can buy them all from the company. If you are in the Bozeman area, all the products are available. The entire line is available at the Gesundheit Nutrition Center. So you can always come over and check that out.
So I do want to go back to you, Chelsea, because your work with young people, uh, it's always when people take capsules, can a child take this? They will say, uh, do you have this in a child format? Does it come in a chewable, in a whatever? Uh, I think that uh, most of the natural remedies out there can be taken by children as well. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to adjust the dose a little bit. But uh, I want to know from you as a mom, three boys, what you have used for the children growing up with all this, uh, with these products, and what you have discovered, and also conversations that you have had with other parents who were in need for a product for a child. Mm -hmm. um, for a child, I always recommend um, the tea. Start with the tea. Can they handle the taste? Um, sometimes, most of the time, no. So I always recommend um, stevia. Stevia. You know, a sugar that's safe for the kiddos. Uh-huh. And uh, the capsules can be taken by children, too, if they're able to swallow the capsule. Um, we always, I always recommend just uh, one capsule per child. Now, my boys, my three boys take two capsules a day. Okay. And I do that because I want to keep their immune systems boosted. And we had some nasty flus going around uh, this winter. And um, actually, my youngest son just turned seven, and he had a fever for a good week. Yeah. Um, and the fever did get up to 103. So. Which, you know, for me, I don't really panic. A fever's a good thing. Yeah, I because agree. Because it's fighting whatever bad germ is in the body trying yeah. to attack you. Absolutely. So let that children let the child go through the fever, just keep them hydrated. Water, water, water is very important when the fever comes. Yeah. Um my sons seem to handle the colds and flus a little better. They don't they go through a fever and then that's it. That's all they go through. So I'm constantly making sure their names are Michael Logan and Landon. Um take the two older boys take two capsules a day, and my youngest son, he's seven, he takes one. Mm -hmm. And um, the tea, yeah, they'll drink the tea too. But the tea, I usually recommend when when the kids are sick and they have a flu, like they're in the middle of the flu, go ahead and drink the tea. That'll help kind of break up any lung congestion or okay. nasal congestion they uh -huh. might have. Yeah, yeah. Um, the tincture and oil is also okay for the kids. One milliliter per one ounce um, glass of water is what I'd recommend for the kiddos. One and milliliter per ounce of water. Yes, correct. Um, uh, so that's okay. basically one capsule. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah. My middle son, Logan, he's 12. Uh, he is my little you entrepreneur, and he makes sure that I don't miss giving them their dose. In the Interesting. Morning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. he's so used to it. Um, my oldest, um, I do have to remind him sometime, but the other day he did actually, I recognized he went to the cabinet and got it himself. And um, the little guy, you know, he's just everywhere all the time. So I always have to remind him, yeah. come here, Landon, you know. Yeah. Um, but they seem to have the immune systems built. Uh -huh. Therefore, when the flus come around, they don't really get it as bad as the other kids that... Um, might not take their multivitamin every day. Uh huh. You know, and the U is a multivitamin, basically. You yeah, know, because we were of discussing all the, all the yeah. vitamins and minerals in it. And yeah. um, the vitamin B12 is really significant, a phenomenal discovery for a plant. Yes. 
And um, <laughs> so if you have a child that has a lot of energy and you're giving them the capsules, expect a little bit more energy. <laughs> but calming the nerves at the same that's, time. That's where yes. I say to the parent, you go ahead and take your capsules too so you can keep up with that kid. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, the... The topical uses, um, mm -hmm. the salve, that is really great for cuts, burns, bruises. Um, I keep uh, the salve in our first aid kit. The school actually asked me for the UTIP salve to keep in their first aid kit. So I supply the school with our salve. Um, the principal of the school actually orders our lotion. The lotion's a big hit, too. That helps a lot with just moisturizing the skin, you know, and... Yeah. Um, the other uh, or organic um, extracts in the lotion work synergistically well with our UTIP oil. Yeah, yeah. And uh, people get a lot of, I get a lot of feedback on how great that is. So I actually had to bring in a bigger bottle. Good, <laughs> so good. we offer a 16-ounce bottle of oh, lotion now. right. And yeah, uh, wonderful. I know yeah. that, Russ, you, well, I wasn't getting you involved in this part of the conversation, but I know you've used a lotion forever. As long as you've made lotion, you've used it on your face, on your hands. And, <clears throat> I you know. use it pretty much every morning on my face, especially in the wintertime because my skin dries out so much. And uh, we we call the, lo the, the lotion the fountain of youth. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> I, I look a little younger when I put that lotion on my face in yeah. the morning. Yeah, but it is spelled Y-E-W-T-H. Yes. Fountain mm -hmm. of Youth. Mm -hmm. yeah, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of feedback um, from uh, ladies that ha have the wrinkles on the face or the sunspots. Yes. You know, um, there's a lot of feedback about the lotion helping with that and actually eliminating the sunspots. And that's, oh, interesting. That's the UTIP oil doing its job. You do the oil in the, you mean on the lotion or can you put the oil straight on the you skin? You can put the oil straight on the skin. The cool thing about the oil is you can use it internally and externally. Right. Now, do you uh, put it on at night or during the day? Does it absorb pretty quickly? It or? does absorb quickly. Um, the lotion absorbs quicker, of course, sure, than the sure, oil. Sure. The, yeah. the, don't wear white <laughs> if you're going to use the oil. It okay. will stain the clothes. But, okay. Um, boy, it does work. No, I do know that, and I don't know, uh, and I mean this sincerely, there are so more more and more children are being diagnosed with some kind of a um, very chronic and rough disease, uh, leukemia, other cancers, brain tumors. Um, have you had requests from people in desperation asking for you capsules if they can use it for children? As they're going, like Russ mentioned earlier, uh, using as an adjunct therapy with whatever you have cho chosen to follow. So if you decide to work with your medical doctor, do chemo, do radiation, do people still call you and say, can we use the U products for uh, in conjunction with this disease? Um, I recently talked to... Um a young boy's father, this boy was 14 when he was diagnosed with bone cancer. Bone cancer. And he had went through the chemo and radiation and had success with that. But a year later, his cancer came back aggressively. And 
somehow, I don't exactly remember how they got in touch with us, but I ended up talking to his father about the products because they were asking questions. What's the you do? You know, they heard some stories that can help with that situation. Yeah. And um, I really just grew really intrigued with this boy's story because I have a 14-year-old. Well, of course. You know, and... I recommended them immediately to the biomedical clinic. Oh, wonderful. I called the mm-hmm. doctors down there. I told the boy's situation. I said, I really care about this little boy. He needs help. They're really interested in coming down there. And the doctor called the father. They arranged it and got him down there immediately. And he's starting on a healthy protocol from the clinic there in Tijuana. Wow, wonderful. So wonderful. I'm excited to hear his feedback as yes. it goes. Mm. I, I talk with them often. Just to keep I going. almost would feel that children <clears throat> are still so, call it, say, fresh, pure. They haven't gone through a lot of the rigors of life. Um, you would expect almost that their body would respond even more quickly to you products then as we get older and our mind is working like, oh, it probably will or will not work, whatever. Um, and we have had so many experiences and our bodies has been be- have been beaten up because of life. And children, you would expect that they probably would react indeed much quicker. I actually, I sent them a sample pack before they went to Tijuana. Yeah. Um, I sent him capsules and I just recommended, you know, if he's willing to, just have him start taking nine capsules a day. Yes. And he immediately did. He was very into it and um, started right away. Great. So I, I haven't talked to him since he's been to the clinic. I plan on giving him a call um, this coming week, and just yeah. checking up on him, see what kind of protocol they put uh, designed for him. Yeah, I just want to let people know if you buy 200 capsules, so that would be a month, about a month supply. Mm-hmm. No, not the 200 yeah, capsules. Yes, about about a month. Yeah, you uh, that's 54.95. If you buy 400 capsules, it's like 94 dollars or something, 94.95, something like that. Yeah. So you save a little bit of money, but you think about it. Last three months. About three months. Yeah. Two and a half, three months, two months, something like that. And uh, it's it's a um, if you often see when when children are diagnosed with a serious disease and you get all these GoFundMe pages, mm-hmm. I would say help these parents if you're listening to the show today and t- call the biomedical clinic in Tijuana, Mexico. If you need the number, call Bighorn. Go to the Bighorn Botanicals website, BighornBotanicals.com. Maybe come see Russ and Chelsea this afternoon at the Gesundheit Nutrition Center, get more information, but use that information to help families in need who often are financially devastated because of these diagnoses and uh, are financially just ruined because of all the costs expected by it. In this case, whatever you decide to do, you could use this in the comfort of your own house, of your own home. Uh, which is usually very good for children anyway to be home and and use capsules or tinctures and at least get the process going until more things, you know, more therapies are going to be used. Yes, and if you're able to go to Tijuana to the clinic, um, it's a lot more cost-efficient for people Correct. to get a proper treatment if they want to treat it naturally. Yes. Um <laughs> In the United States, it, it, it's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. And then there's a different protocol. So. Yeah, sure. Russ, you want to say something? 
I talk with people regularly that are dealing with cancer, and the best advice I can give them is to get professional help. Yes. Uh, the best place I know to do that is down at the biomedical center. If I or any of my family had cancer, that's the first place we would go. Yeah. Most it's very easy getting in and out of Tijuana. The patients go down, they fly into San Diego, you catch a cab down to San Ysidro, you stay in a motel there. They have a shuttle service that picks all the patients up in the morning huh. about seven thirty. You have to have a, t- a passport to get into Tijuana. You got to stop, fill out your paperwork, and they drop you off at the front door of the clinic. Huh. Most all the patients are in and out of there in one day. Huh. They have guest rooms there for patients. Uh, the only time a patient has to stay there is if they're getting intravenous uh, laetrile treatments. Okay. And that lasts about three days. Okay. 95% of them are in and out in one day. How is that possible? I mean, don't you have to stay I'll there? explain it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> that should what help they me do the, and everybody else. The first step is the patient gets a complete physical. Okay. Okay. They do all of the, the lab work, the blood work, any x-rays that need to be done. They do that in-house. Okay. They don't have to, they don't send you out someplace and you wait for weeks to get the results back. Yeah. They get the results back like within an hour. Mm. Then after the physical, uh, the doctors review the results of the blood work, the x-ray, the uh, physical, whatever's going on there. And then the doctors, there's a waiting room. The doctors come out and call each patient in individually and they custom design a protocol specific to what that patient needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, most all the time, they're prescribed the Hoxitonic. Mm-hmm. In 80 to 85% of the cases, the UTIP capsules are prescribed. Yeah. If they can't uh, swallow capsules, then uh, those patients get the UTIP oil. That's how they get, get it in their systems. And at the end of the day, four thirty-five o'clock, the van's waiting out front. You get in the van, and they take you back to San Ysidro. Wow. Uh, getting back across the border is pretty easy because there's an express lane that the van gets into, and they have a medical card. Huh. They show that to the guy at customs, and if you're just in the regular line, it take you four to five hours to get across the border. Right. You're across in an hour when you go the express line. Uh-huh. And the best part of the whole deal is the average cost is twenty two to twenty four hundred dollars. That's it. That's all it. All the blood work, all, yeah. The, all the yeah. Yeah. Huh? And you cannot get a deal like that in the United States. Yeah. Even if you add in the cost of plane tickets and motel bill and everything, yeah. you're still uh, way under $10,000. Yes. And it's uh, you cannot get a deal like that in the United States. Yeah. I hear some people talk to me about uh, chemotherapy drugs, which can take up to $20,000 a month, $40,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is just a month. And then most of these people have heard that they probably only have about six months to live. Many families have been financially literally ruined because of therapies that really don't have a positive outlook or 
and they try it anyway because they just don't know. And the whole purpose of doing a radio show like this is just give people different options, mm -hmm. let the experts talk like yourself, and then people say, oh, I didn't know there was anything else out there. And we're not saying, like Russ said, um, U-tips, you, U-tip you products do not cure cancer. But there are great stories about people who have used the, the products and are seeing an, a boost in their immune system, renewed energy, and the blood work and comes back much healthier. And so that means they're on the way back. When the blood work looks better and you feel better, you can handle a lot more than when you're in bed, sick, and the blood work doesn't look very good and they try to keep you alive. So why not try something like this that is showing more and more how wonderful it works because of more people trying it, using it. So any case, great um, stuff. When I was at the clinic this March, um, I went through as a patient just to see how that worked. And I had, I was fortunate enough to meet some of the patients I was standing next to. And a particular lady had thyroid cancer. This was eight years ago when she was diagnosed. Um, stage four, doctor sent her home, get her affairs in order. She heard about the clinic. Her husband took her down. They started her on a protocol, which our UTIP capsules were a part of that protocol. They put her on nine a day. For eight years now, she's been taking our UTIP capsules huh. nine a day and having, there's no more cancer, and she's on them to keep, still, to keep the cancer away. Does she have a thyroid still, or did they remove it? They did remove it. Okay. In the beginning. Yes. And um, she just kept going downhill from there. But yeah. when she went to the clinic, they... Uh, the clean diet protocol that they put her on um, mm -hmm. was very significant for her health and yes. definitely helped her. Yeah. I, I was able to talk with her uh -huh. and she's happy and healthy and excited. She was really excited to meet <laughs> the yeah. manufacturer of the U-tip capsules, you know, and I did bring a, um, down fresh U-tips so they could see. Oh, great. The that's what it actually looks like. Yeah, yes. Oh. They were excited. Well, I uh, I really appreciate we're doing this. So we have a call. Let me see. There's, I thought it was a flashing light. There's a flashing light, but we're going to hit a break here. So I cannot take the call. If you stay on the line, I will answer you while we are in the break. So uh, please uh, stay tuned. There's a lot more we can talk about. We have a caller on hold. Good morning, caller. Thanks for joining the show. What is your name? How can we help you, please? Hey, Jacobus, it's Mayor. How hey, are you? Mayor. Good morning to you. Say, I'm really interested in this product. I'm not. I'm not ill at all. I, you know, I feel really good most of the time. But I think it would be good just because I'm getting older to start taking it. And do you think like three tablets or three capsules a day would be good for someone that's healthy? Yes, you could just take two a day if you just want to have a preventative. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. that's all. I just wanted to weigh in. I've gone to Mexico to Tijuana for a hip replacement and a knee replacement. I know it doesn't have anything to do with your topic, but I just want to reiterate to people that there's excellent care in Mexico. And instead of going to the uh, San Ysidro and staying in Tijuana, there's a wonderful hotel called the Lucero.
Taverna. It's a five-star, about 100 bucks a night. It has three um, restaurants and shuttle services and a pool, and it's beautiful. Huh. And that's where I have stayed. So you don't have to make that border trip every day, which even in the medical line can be several hours now. Um, I see. My experience a couple years ago. I see. So huh. I, I just want to I, – I think Mexico gets a bad rap, and – and rightfully so, because there are some bad actors down there. But if you find the right clinic or the right hospital, you're in very good hands. All right. Hey, thanks a lot, Mayor. Thank you for sharing that. You bet. Okay, bye. Thanks. 522-8255 is the number. Okay, so I'm going to hit on a topic that is really important to, to touch on. I had a gentleman come in and... He is suffering from prostate cancer. He's 78. And I told him, I said, you really need to know what your testosterone level is. You need to know what your estradiol level is because testosterone converts into estradiol. And I have seen too many times that when estradiol levels get above a certain number that you increase your risk for prostate cancer by 130%. So I suggested that he would go on vitamin D, D3. His vitamin D was very low, was like 20. And I suggested that he go on the U-tip capsules and nine a day. He did that, did not have to, he wasn't worrying about his, he didn't have any loose stool problems. So I asked him if he had done a test on his levels and his total testosterone level about four months ago when we talked was about 400. Now, the recommendation by Life Extension Foundation in the research says that men should be between 700 and 900 on the total testosterone. So what happened is he comes back last week and he is showing me his latest test results and his total testosterone in four months went from 400... 410 to 816 in just four months' time. I said, now, said, help me out here again because I usually don't, I take notes that I give to the, to the customer where I talk to, but I don't take any notes and I have a secretary typing it out for me. Not yet, maybe future. Oh, wait, yeah. And so I said, are you taking anything for your testosterone? He said, no, I just take the U-tip. And I said, that is incredible. I've never heard of this before. And then I saw Russ yesterday, and he said, you dummy, I have talked to <laughs> I you. I did not. Yeah. Well, it's not what you said. It's what it felt like to me, okay? <laughs> you dummy, I have told you this story before, you just forgotten, but I know he meant it well. Well, you have sometimers. Oh, sometimes. <laughs> Which is what? Sometimes you remember and sometimes you don't. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> well, so I asked you again and I, in, in, in that moment, and I said, have you heard that UTIP could actually help with testosterone production? And... You you started explaining your story, which is just absolutely fascinating. And would you mind sharing it with the listeners? <clears throat> Years ago, we started getting feedback from weightlifters, bodybuilders, 
that were using our UTIP products, and the first thing they noticed was they uh, had more stamina and endurance during their workouts. Uh, that coincided with ethnobotany that documented that the Indians used the U to increase strength and endurance. Huh. Well, the, the uh, weightlifters were noticing the same thing, and they started having their testosterone levels checked. Uh, so they, they kind of figured their testosterone was spiking. So they quit taking the capsules for a while. They had their testosterone checked. Then they started ta taking them again and doing their workouts. And they had uh, their testosterone uh, evaluated after they were back on the capsules. And it was two guys, the first ones that did this. There, between the two of them, their testosterone spiked 86%. That's unreal. And the only thing they Just were taking two capsules. Yeah. And they were only doing two capsules prior to their workouts. So that was the first time we heard about that. So, uh, the story that your customer told you, Jacobus, uh, I've heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> one kind of cute story. There's an old guy that lives in Knox and his name is Will. He looks like a little leprechaun. Oh, but he, he always wears shorts, even in the wintertime. He's a tough old dude, but he's, he's probably close to 70 yeah. and I see him pretty regular and, but he gets arthritis in his hands. He's uh, worked with his hands all his life. Yeah. And I gave him the tincture for his arthritis, control the inflammation. Well, he was on that tincture for a couple of weeks and I saw his wife one day in, in the store downtown and she said, you know, that tincture you gave Will? And I said, yeah. She says, is that stuff an aphrodisiac? <laughs> and I said, no, uh, I don't think so. He says, well, he's trying to get in my pants. <laughs> I said, well, it's because his testosterone was spiking. Yeah. And he's 70 years old. Yes. And I said, uh, her name is uh, Myrna. I said, Myrna, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I oh, had a friend uh, tell me the same thing. He was taking the tincture, and a couple days go by of him taking the tincture. He calls me up, and he's like, um, <clears throat> am I supposed to be experiencing this much hormone change? <laughs> like, my yeah. testosterone's, like, through, through the roof. And and he's like, I'm not sure what to do with myself. And I'm like, well, you have some UTIP lotion beside your... Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> go ahead and use that <laughs> was that the guy who said he was afraid to go into public yes <laughs> <laughs> i've heard that many well times. you know the interesting thing is we we hear these commercials on the news of over here and it, 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 all the time about male enhancement uh, products and Noxitril and Viagra and all that Cialis. And, and isn't it amazing that here is a natural product? You don't have to take nine a day, but that two a day can help tremendously. And also for those of you who work out, who try to build muscle, and that goes for women as well. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're going to look like a, like a super buff person, but muscle tone is extremely important that we develop muscles, especially as we get older, because we got to keep the frame up. 
and the, uh, the 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 frame by itself doesn't stay. You know, we need to have muscles to keep it up uh, to protect our lower back, to protect our glutes, the core muscles in the upper the upper legs and the 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 abdomen and the 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 glutes area in the lower back those are all very important to keep the frame upright and you simply see as people get older they start bending over more they they have more lower back pain they take medication so to 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 do something physically and then use u-tip capsules a couple a day or take the tincture two droppers a day um try it and see if your workouts are actually feeling better looking better that you start developing muscles in a, in a healthier way. And again, I, it's funny because my wife would say, well, if I don't want to go to the gym and then look like, 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 like that lady over there. And, and, and the trainer said, who are you talking about? She says, well, red t-shirt, red tank top. And he looks at her, he said, oh my God, she is like 25. She's here seven days a week. She has been coming for years. I mean, that's not you because not everybody goes to the gym seven days a week and works out with heavy weights. But any kind of exercises we do will help to keep the blood flow going and uh, develop muscle tone. So it is a uh, it's 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 very good. Now, Russ, I want to want you to explain this other story, and I don't want to scare the women here, but this is really a great story about a lady who started taking you. Well, you go ahead and tell the story. <clears throat> There's a fellow that uh, runs a company uh, back. He's called Wag Your Tail. Wag Your Tail. Yeah, he's a dog breeder. Is that for male enhancement products also? No, no, no. Oh. Anyhow, him and his wife, they're both in their mid-50s, and they had tried all their lives to uh, have kids. And um, she would never conceive. And she came down with ovarian cancer. And she heard about the UTIP products, and she got in touch with us and, and started buying the UTIP capsules from us. She's taken nine a day. Nine a day. And she was, I think, stage three ovarian cancer. It was advanced. And she did not want to do the chemo, the radiation, the surgery, and, and all that. Um, anyhow, the ovarian cancer cleared up. And she just kept taking uh, two to three capsules a day as a preventative to keep it from coming back. And she gets pregnant <laughs> at 55 years old. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're just elated. Cause, and she has a baby. and Healthy, healthy baby. Healthy baby. After um, the she got that baby uh, weaned, she breastfed. She starts taking two to three capsules again a day uh, as a preventative. So that ovarian cancer sure. doesn't come out. She gets pregnant again. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the guy he had raising this breed of dogs that uh, a part part of their idiosyncrasy is uh, it's very hard to have litters of pups for them to conceive. So he starts feeding the dogs the U caps. Yes. The dogs get pregnant, have healthy litters of pups, <laughs> and he buys a lot of capsules from us. He starts supplying these alternative clinics north of chicago that are specialized in uh fertility yes and these women are eating these capsules and they're getting pregnant <laughs> so i called my scientist friend and i told her the story about the weightlifters and the testosterone yeah and yeah. the women getting pregnant and the dogs getting pregnant i said what's going on here 
she said there's something in the you that stimulates these hormones. Huh. Uh, we don't know what that is. Yeah, not but yet. we just know that it happens. So wow. now, is, is a woman of 55, 57, you would expect that she is she is hitting menopause. But yeah. So yeah. yeah, and she getting pregnant. Uh, it took kind of odd turn at the end. Uh, she got to feeling so good she left him, and he got stuck raising the kids yeah. by himself. <laughs> She ran off with some young guy. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah. Oh, boy. She told him to take some capsules, too, of I guess. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> Maybe he should have been. <laughs> Jeez. That's funny. Good morning, caller. Thank you for joining the program today. What is your name, please? How can we help you? Yes. Uh, good morning, Jacobus. Good morning. Uh, and Mr. Willis, uh, this is Matthew, a.k.a. Matthias. Thank you, uh, Matthew. I haven't talked to you. I haven't talked to you in a couple of months, but I wanted to just check in. Uh, some very good friends uh, reported that uh, their father uh, went for a routine blood test, and they found uh, a blood cancer, not a tumor. And they immediately flew to uh, MD Anderson down there in Houston. I have not heard the latest, but I just wanted to check in with, uh, uh, with Mr. Willis to see if he had heard anything. Uh, this is totally related from what they say to Agent Orange. And he was in Vietnam, so I didn't know if there was anything uh, that was uh, applicable with the uh, the, uh, the U uh, protocol. If they've heard of anything with just a blood cancer, um, I do know that the doctors down at the biomedical center they include the UTIP capsules in protocols for leukemias and uh, other types of. Uh, blood related type of cancers um specifically for the type that he has uh i don't know if uh they would be able to treat that or not but more than likely they would be able to but that seems to be a common theme in the vietnam vets is cancers that can be traced back to that agent orange so hopefully they can do some good down at md anderson and uh if he needs our help at all, just uh, let him know our contact information. You you could uh, have him call the office, and uh, that's 406-847-5523. Leave his, leave his name and number and a brief description of his situation, and I'll call him and talk to him if he wants to talk to me. I'll tell him what I know. That's your home office. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And thank you all. Uh, 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 appreciate what you do there, uh, Jacobus. And, oh, thank uh, you, Matthias. Okay, yeah, we'll talk to you later. Okay, all thank the best again. to you. Bye-bye. Thank you. 406-847-5597, 847-5597. If you need to call uh, toll-free, it's 888-847-847. 1223 I have a text I'll read it real quick we're going to answer it real quick and then I want to hear one more story about the person with the colon cancer that was a great story you told me yesterday we oh you got to play music too yeah oh t- of course no 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 we're going to play we're going to yeah you can make all the signals you can I don't know I don't speak sign language <laughs> so uh, uh, real quick, don't know if you have had talked about this as I just tuned in. Could this be used for children to boost their immune systems? 
I have two grandsons, age seven and five, who have asthma, and they cannot seem to resist getting sick with colds, sinus problems, and even pneumonia. I need a way to boost their immune system. Chelsea? Um, yes, you could give them, start with one capsule a day for the kiddos, and just watch that. And give uh, them some tea, maybe. And tea, yes, if they're um, dealing with asthma, um, tea might be soothing for them. But to get their immune system boosted, I give my three boys, my youngest is seven. He takes one a day, and my two older boys, 12 and 14, they take two capsules a day. Okay, good. Perfect. Give it a try. Do yep. you. Russ, I'm sorry. I You, you walked away during the break, and <laughs> I was my arms were up like, oh, we're having a problem. But you brought your utar. Which is a guitar made from a U-tree wood, and you would like to play us your brand new song. Okay. And every song with Russ comes with a story. Uh, we're running out of time, so I'm just going to do the story. I'll, I'll tell the story very quickly. Oh, we're doing good. We have five okay. minutes. minutes. Um, at my ranch, I have a family graveyard. And in my graveyard, I went out and got cuttings of ewes, and I uh, grew them. And I've got a circle of them planted. They're in a circle. There's seven of them, and then one right in the middle. <clears throat> and the reason I put the yew trees there for my graveyard was I got the idea from the Druids. Mm. In England and Ireland, uh, there are 3,000-year-old yew trees living there. And there's churches built around the yew trees. Okay. Well, the yew trees were there first, and the Druids would bury their dead under the yew trees because they believed that the spirits of the people went up into the trees. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very interesting. And uh, they were sacred sites established by the Druids. And the churches were built afterwards. The trees were there first. So when I, my little graveyard, the idea was after the Druids. And in my graveyard, my father's ashes are there. My brother's ashes are there. Four of my closest friends in life, their ashes are there. Wow. Mine will end up there. And And this, and Chelsea's. (laughs) The whole family will end up there. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, uh, I water these little yew trees. They're they're not big. It's going to take them a couple hundred years to get any size to them, but they're there. <laughs> yes. And uh, this song is called Under the Yew Tree, and I'm playing it on an acoustic utar. All right. Here we go. Let it rip. Wait a minute. I got to put my glasses on. <laughs> okay, here we go. I was lost and alone Just trying to get back home I had wandered for days In a dream I grew weary to rest And made my nest 
under a U. She was ancient and old and wise in her ways, knew all my days and trails. I drifted off into the blue. And when I look back, I could see some things I done that were bad. Some things I done that were good. The bad made me feel so sad and I was mad at myself wishing I'd done what I should to be good I know we're coming to the end of the program I want to thank you all for listening this is Ross Willis, Chelsea Buckner, BighornBotanicals.com. We'll talk to you again next week.